0: Hey there, everybody! Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the guy that looks wonderful in a white coat. It's Brandon.
1: How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing great, Cortland. And in my fashionable white coat, dude, that white coat was the dopest coat. I want to just wear it and twirl yeah, around and be it like, was "Do fierce. you see this? <laughs> Do you see this on me right now?" As soon as we were done recording that episode, I Googled white coat, and I, <laughs> I saw what was out there, and I was loving it. Here's the thing, what we're going
0: to have to do, because this is the only way to do it, is to buy one for our wife for their birthday, anniversary, whatever, just so we can have it. It's kind of like <laughs> buying like a present for somebody knowing full well it's for yourself, you know?
1: Yeah, I do that all the time.
0: Oh, shit, wait, in the story it was the friend that bought I'll have to buy Becca
1: a white coat <laughs> and
0: send it to you <laughs> so you okay, can wear it.
1: You. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll buy it for each other's wives and then yeah. keep them.
0: We'll be like, well, you're not even wearing it right now. I'll just put it on and then <laughs> never take. Oh, it
1: Oh, this off. just happens
0: to be my size. That's <laughs> that's weird. It's a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, how are you doing today? How's your week going? I'm, it's going all right. It's good. it's good. It's the weekend, so it's good, dude. I've been waiting for the weekend. Oh my god, since Monday, <laughs> I was like, is it the weekend yet? No, it's not. No. Oh.
1: <sighs> And then it's over too soon.
0: And then it's here, and I'm like, ah, time to do nothing. (laughs) That's my weekends. That's good, though. I think I might play some Jackbox tonight, honestly, if you want to. Which one? Uh, I asked him in bed last night. I was like, so what Jackbox games do you want (laughs) to play tonight? And she was like, I want to play Trivia Murder Party. Hell yeah. Fibbage and uh, Quiplash. And she wants to play What the Dub. And uh, Survive the Internet. So we're going to play some games tonight. All the hits? Um, so yeah, if anybody wants to join us three weeks from now. <laughs> 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 A very timely podcast. Yeah,
1: it was fun. You guys missed it, but it was great.
0: <laughs> oh, we had so uh, so many laughs were had. I won everything. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what happened. That's yeah, so what funny. the hell,
1: man? <laughs> Every single game. I got to get the new Rift tracks though. I feel like I should
0: probably get that and play that instead of What the Dub, but... I don't know. They're both great. Eh, Wait, wait until
1: you run out of clips for What the Dub.
0: Like, we've played it so much. I feel like it's almost always uh, House on Haunted Hill,
1: you know? Yeah, there are a lot of House on Haunted Hill clips.
0: Like, sometimes you'll get a clip from House on Haunted Hill, and you're like, ah, it's Vincent Price. And then the next clip will be
1: him, like, five seconds later in the movie, and you're like, (laughs) oh, great. I could just watch the movie through What the Dub. Could you imagine watching an entire movie just in, like, (laughs) ten-second clips that you have to, like, riff? I'd watch it. It'd be funny. Yeah, take a while, but that's one way to watch
0: a movie. Well, that's my weekend, Brandon. I have that planned. Can't wait. How about you, Brandon? How was your week? Did you do anything super mega
1: awesome? No, man. I'm just looking forward to next week because I have a Tuesday off. Get out of because here. Because it, it... it's Anzac Day. What's... Oh, God, every year.
0: What's Anzac Day, Brandon? <laughs> something? something Anzac
1: Day on? is some kind of remembrance celebration for yeah, some kind I remember. of Australian military business.
0: Okay. When's the queen's birthday again? That's the one that I remember the most. That's in
1: June.
0: Okay. Did the queen die before her last birthday? She didn't. After. After her birthday. Okay, so you get to find out if you have the queen's birthday off again.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'll have it off, but it'll just be like royal birthday. Oh, you'll have to put on
0: your black coat for this one. Uh, Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) I love you. We miss you. (laughs) You girl. (laughs) Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) Oh, man, Brandon, I don't know if I, I say this enough, but I love it when people have days off of work, you know, that are paydays. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Everybody should have days off of work, and then they should listen to this podcast on those days off to feel comfortable. Oh, Brandon, so we have a, an episode of our uh, Tales from the Crypt. I Are afraid of the dark. We have an episode of Tales from the Crypt to watch here. Do you want to? Should we just get into it? I know, like, the last episode wasn't very long, and quite frankly, my notes for this one are quite short as well, but.
1: We can pan it out. We could do it, right? I mean, that's what we're doing right now. I know. We're just pandering. Pandering. Increasing episode length. <laughs> nah, but are you ready to talk about some Tales from the Crypt? Yeah, Cortland. What episode are we talking about today?
0: So this episode of Tales from the Crypt, season two, episode six, I believe, is called uh, The Thing from the Grave, Brandon. Yes. What'd you think the about th- the thing? The
1: thing. Non-specific thing. Yeah, that thing from the grave. Guess what? could Spoilers. be anything.
0: Brandon. It's a zombie. (laughs) We got a zombie episode again. Another zombie episode. Look, after two full shows (laughs) with like mm, zero zombies, pretty much. Hey, we had
1: Dead House. Yeah, we did have
0: uh, Dead Man's Float, too. I I definitely count that as a zombie, okay? We got two zombie episodes, like mm, almost back to back.
1: (laughs) Pretty much back to back, yeah.
0: (laughs) So what I know of Tales from the Crypt, there's a bunch of gold diggers and there's a bunch of zombies,
1: (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's two things that I love. So this show is doing all right by me so far. Zombie Brandon.
0: So what what, what did you think of uh <sighs> It Came From the Grave? No. The thing from the Grave. I kinda loved it. Yeah, didn't you? It was interesting, yeah, right?
1: I did. Like it's a simple story. It's another one where, you know, there's not a lot of crazy twists and turns. No, not really. But it had good some good effects and yeah, good makeup. You know, a story that is interesting to watch and actors that I like.
0: Yeah, the acting, um in this one's pretty good. I mean not that we haven't had really that any bad acting yet so far in the show. But No, uh, see
1: that's that's one thing I'm gonna miss, like compared to yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark with all these child actors that are just god awful, man. Just just terrible. And now we've got all these fucking professional, like superstar A list celebrities. We like do. come on, man.
0: I mean we had kelly preston we had the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger for three seconds yeah it's gonna be a tough one i love the bad guy in this episode oh and yeah. uh, he plays a bad guy and everything i've seen him in and he just does a phenomenal job and uh he does it in this one too and he's got it interesting setup we have here brandon because this episode is very in your face at the very beginning because it shows about the midway the 20 minute mark at the beginning yeah and then we go back in time to see how it led up to that and then we watched the rest really great uh, way to tell a story i think really captivates you
1: it's interesting i i wondered like why they did that though because it doesn't really benefit the story in any way like it it is interesting and we don't have stories like that in these uh episodes usually because you know they're 20 minutes and yeah you don't have to do uh that. re <laughs> replaying clips over again you don't really have time for that no, but they did it in a good way
0: in this episode, though, I will say.
1: Yeah, it is pretty interesting.
0: I mean, I'm going to spoil the mid part here, but like once they get back to what we've already seen, it's very quick shots of like being like, hey, remember this part? And you're like, yeah, I did it because I just watched it 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And uh, it's very it's done in a way that respects my time. And I appreciate that. But yeah, do you want to just get into this episode and just take a scene by scene here, Brandon? Yeah, let's start from the top. All right. Well, this episode starts with a saucy magazine cover it's oh, an issue yeah. of play dead and <laughs> yeah it's a
1: uh, you know a play on play girl or playboy i don't know why i said yeah. girl first <laughs> it's a nudie magazine it's got it's got some zombie titties in it it does it's got you
0: know what's funny is that if you are to upload this episode to like youtube for example it'll pick like the first frame which is the part where there's zombie <laughs> nipples showing <laughs> so you yeah, definitely got visible cover.
1: visible nipples <laughs> Yeah, I didn't yeah. notice it until I was like, and upload. I'm just glad, Cortland, that, you know, we're finally flexing a little bit to show that this is an HBO show. This isn't a Nickelodeon show. It was starting to get a little bit like... Hey, we had butt cheeks for Hans. Yeah, sometimes they flash a butt cheek, and sometimes <laughs> they cut off some fingers. But this episode had a little bit of everything.
0: It's got a little bit of boobs and a little bit of cutting off fingers. Spoilers And oh a lot gosh. of fucks. Oh, yeah, 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 bad guy. I don't know his... I don't remember his actual name, but he's just bad guy to me. But yeah, he's fuck he a lot. Mitch. So these we got these zombie boobies, right? And the cover mm-hmm. has some words on there. It's got death. How dangerous is it? And uh ghouls of the big ten. Let's do it again written on there. It's great. We pan up and we see that our best friend, the Crypt Keeper, is reading it. He lowers it and gets startled saying, Oops! <laughs> Looks like he <laughs> caught the old Crypt Keeper checking out his ghoulie magazine.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did didn't notice the camera yeah i know right he was
0: like oh my goodness you invade my my home every week but i didn't expect you right now this gives us a little hint about tonight's dead time story it's all about the way some guys just die over a pretty girl Spoil- you know what it really doesn't give us any hints about what the story's gonna be about there is no uh there's no zombie boobies
1: no <laughs> false unfortunately
0: he sets the magazine down and opens up his big old book of stories Saying that, don't worry, kiddies. if it starts to reek a little of rotten romance, I think the title of our nasty narrative makes no bones about what it's, where its heart really is at. Oh man, I just fucked that up. I call a it mouthful. It the Thing from the Grave. The thing about the Crypt Keeper is everything he says is a mouthful, and it is difficult. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I spent more time like, pinpointing what he says in the opener, and the outro, than I do most of the others. <laughs> most of the <laughs> like, 25 minutes in the middle shit. Yeah.
1: He says a lot in a little bit of time.
0: Yep, and they're all like alliterations and word plays, and I'm just like,
1: holy shit. He's like, Sally, so she- See, I can't even- I can't, can't even it. do it. You would be the worst script keeper. <laughs> Peter Piper picked the- a- <laughs>
0: <laughs> We see the picture for this one, and it's got a woman in a in a room. She's tied up on a bed. A dude is outside the room with a leather jacket on, and he's pointing a gun at her. And in the foreground is a clawed hand reaching up and busting out of the ground, as if it's some sort of thing from the grave. Brandon. Yeah. I appreciate this one. So, like, for three's a three's a crowd, it basically spoiled the whole episode. For this one, it's it is, but it's a little bit more mysterious. Like, you're yeah, not sure.
1: Yeah, you're like, is it like thing from the Adams family? There's a hand yeah. popping up. So maybe is it,
0: is it swamp thing? Hmm. <laughs> you know, we don't is know. It- John Carpenter's the thing, exactly. Yeah, a little bit of mystery there. For three's a crowd, it was like, oh yeah, he's gonna kill everybody. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we get it. We warp into the story where there's some interesting music playing. It's a little actiony. Kind of reminds me of it. It reminds me of something that would play in like a, a cheap 1980s zombie movie. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, specifically reminds me of Zombie Three, which is a movie that I've never seen, but I have looked up the trailer for, and it's very reminiscent of this song which obviously is playing while we're talking because i can edit things anyway we watch a car roll down a dirt road and there's a guy with glasses in there looking at a map and i immediately thought nerd and then i was like shame on me you know
1: no you're right
0: he is a bit of a nerd he's a photographer yeah. you know who else is a photographer brandon your dad what a nerd, nerd. <sighs> hi al i love you we watch him just kind of keep driving down this road getting frustrated at the map Seems like he's in a real hurry, you know? He throws that map out of the car because it's a convertible. <laughs> so he just, like,
1: drops it. And yes, it flies and also the he's way. driving on, like, a straight road. There's, like, no turns <laughs> or anything.
0: You know, it reminds me of the worst time of my life, which was being in a car and having to read, like, directions and maps and stuff to oh, figure out where you're going. Hated it. I love that I can just use my phone nowadays. It tells me where to go, and I love it. This dude slams on the brakes in front of a house, and a guy in a trench coat is there. So he gets out of his car and asks, Brunkner? Mitch. Yeah, we'll just Brunkner. call him Yeah, he gets out of his car, he's like, Mitch, Mitchell, Mitchell Brunkner, where is she? Answer me, goddammit, is she alright? And Brunkner, whose first name is Mitch, who I will now call him that from now on because Brunkner is a hard word to say, walks a little closer, saying, yeah, she's fine.
1: I wish I could say the same for you, big guy.
0: And he raises a gun and shoots the dude in the shoulder. He asks if the shoulder that he shot is the one that she used to cry on. Or was it the other one? And then he shoots that other shoulder, too. (laughs) Damn. What an asshole.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he really is. And reminder, we're like 40 seconds into the episode at this point.
0: Oh, yeah, yep. Crypt Keeper's out, and we are in the story, and it's been 40 seconds, and some dude just got shot twice. The guy that gets shot, whose name is Devlin, which is a fun name to say. Looks shocked for a second, and then just runs away. Like, he's like, huh, I just got shot twice. I better run. And he <laughs> he just does it, man. I don't know if I could run if I got shot twice in both my shoulders, but this guy, he can do it. He's Superman.
1: Yeah, well, he didn't get his legs shot. Uh, that's
0: true. Yep. <laughs> he's running on pure adrenaline, okay? He just had to read a map to get to it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it takes it out of you.
0: <laughs> Mitch asks where he's going and gives chase. We follow the two through the woods, and Devlin trips over a rock right in front of a shovel and a recently dug grave. So he rolls over, and up walks Mitch, who says hi, and kicks him. (laughs) Then he apologizes that there's no headstone. Also, he asks if he remembers the Ten Commandments, which were carved in stone. Mm -hmm. One of them was, not coveting thy neighbor's wife. Devlin lets Mitch know that this girl isn't his wife, so Mitch pulls Devlin up off the ground, saying, well... She will be pretty soon so get your ass in this pit devlin asks him
1: what happened to thou shalt not kill
0: and mitch kind of considers that for a second before saying fuck it and blasts devlin a few more times in (laughs) the stomach with his gun it was great right
1: oh it's like such a badass but asshole (laughs) thing to do yeah and it's funny like why would you bring up the ten commandments (laughs) right before you're about to murder someone.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about this man. He seems a little unhinged or something.
1: Yeah, something about him's a bit
0: off. Devlin falls into the grave and Mitch asks him to remember one thing before he goes to hell, and that's she's mine, not yours. He throws just a pile of dirt on Devlin.
1: Yeah. In this massive grave, Cortland. This Yeah. It's yeah, a lot of Yeah. It's on deep, scrape. it's wide. This would take him like 10 hours to dig. Oh, for sure.
0: The idea of digging in Really anything more than like a couple of inches makes me sweaty. So <laughs> can't imagine doing that in a fucking random place in the woods yeah, where there's shirt. probably clay and crap be- beneath the dirt. And, oh. No, 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 no. I would need at least one uh or something to dig this pool sized grave. Interestingly enough, though, that cuts us over to a photo shoot and we see there's a girl there who's named Stacy and she's posing in front of a backdrop of a sunset. And Devlin's there. He's alive and kicking, Brandon. Yay. <laughs> He's the photographer. And he thinks <laughs> Nerd. this shit looks great. <laughs> yeah. He calls for some extras or something, so they walk over, and then Devlin says to his assistant that this shit is so cheesy.
1: Definitely a high cheese factor.
0: And it really does, because there's this guy who's holding a can of, like, some drink. I tried to read what it was. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Apparently, it's loved in Japan, though. This is confirmed to us by showing us four Japanese dudes huddled in a corner, and they're talking to each other. I feel like that is so, uh, shit, what's the word? I don't know. What are you trying to say? I feel like there's a lot of shows where they're like, it's Loved by Japan. And the one that comes to mind for me is Full House. Remember where
1: Jiffy said like of, a song
0: that was Loved by Japan?
1: Yeah, I think of Seinfeld where his show, Super yeah. Terrific Happy Hour.
0: Yeah, Loved by Japan. And there's always a group of four Japanese dudes chit-chatting amongst each other. <laughs> yep. Because that's the, that's the guys that make everything happen.
1: And they just want oranges. Mm-hmm.
0: Devlin sarcastically says that having this backdrop of a tropical island is totally way better than the real deal, right? You won't get all hot and sweaty. And Stacy giggles saying that something she likes getting all hot and sweaty. I don't. I don't like being hot and sweaty at all.
1: No, fuck that.
0: Yeah, so Brandon, you're probably hot and sweaty all the damn time over in Australia. For that, I apologize.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like I'm digging a grave or something over here.
0: All the time, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah just constantly digging
0: graves the guy with the can says why can't he hold this can in the
1: other hand you know it's
0: probably what his character would do and it's like what is this <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing you know he was just thinking you know, party down and he puts the can in his other hand this was noteworthy you guys i had to put this in my notes because it's very important to the story
1: yeah it'll come back later
0: stacy looks over and sees mitch walking up and she knows he's bad news so she gets a little bit uncomfortable there Mitch walks up to Stacy to adjust her harpoon gun because since she's holding that for some reason. <laughs>
1: this is a wild commercial. Or whatever they're shooting. I don't shooting. know what
0: they're trying to sell me. They love it in Japan though, you guys. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch kind of talks to that guy with the can. He's like, yeah, knock yourself out, dude. Devlin politely asks Mitch to excuse them since they're in the middle of a fucking photo shoot. So Mitch apologizes and walks next to Devlin to make fun of the man with the can. He calls him a real brain surgeon and asks how Devlin came to work with a dude like that. Devlin, that professional, moves around to snap some more pictures from other angles and tells Mitch it really beats working for a living. Which I don't know what you mean by that, but this is a job, buddy.
1: Yeah, he's working.
0: He orders Maria to help Stacy with something, and I don't remember who Maria is because she's not in any other scenes. She's there. She's a the girl that's must be an assistant or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Mitch is all, God damn, isn't She's hot, isn't she? Devlin stops for a second, looks at Mitch, and asks who he even is. And Mitch tells him that he is Mitch Brutner, Stacy's manager, also her fiancé. Then he commands Stacy to give them a three-quarter turn and giggles a little. I don't think I could give a three-quarter turn on demand. I'd, I'd fuck it up, you know. Devlin gets down to business a bit, saying, you know, Stacy wants to make you really proud of her. Isn't that right? Well, we're under a little bit of a time pressure right now, so could you go out and get yourself some coffee? Mitch takes offense to this, laughing a little, and says, are you suggesting that I'm making Stacy nervous? Devlin's all, uh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not even a
0: little bit. Mitch doubles down saying, you know, if anyone's making stir if if anyone's making Stacy nervous, it's you. Because you're hitting on her every two seconds. Get it? I got an idea. Why don't you take this nice long lens of yours, get it nice and covered with Vaseline, and shove it up your fucking ass <laughs> Get some shots of the inside of your asshole hot shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good one, Jesus. bad guys.
0: <laughs> it's really funny to me because He's been on the set for maybe a minute and he's already like ripping into people for
1: no fucking yeah, reason. He's already causing a huge scene even though no one asked him to be there. <laughs> and, like, no one knows just, like, who Who he is. is this guy? <laughs> and he's just like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> he's great.
0: Everyone just kind of stands there in like awkward silence for a few moments before Devlin points at Mitch Sand. he loves that guy. All right, let's lose the lights and everyone take 10. The guy <laughs> with the can says Mitch sure is a bummer he walks away. And that's the last time we see him, so why am I even talking anymore about this episode, you know? Our main character, man with the can gone.
1: Alright, that's the end. Cue the Crypt Keeper?
0: Yep. He's like, hey, I'm ready that guy with the can. <laughs> Stacy puts on a pink robe and Devlin walks up saying that's a swell boyfriend you got there. She apologizes, but Devlin tells her it's cool, it doesn't matter. Stacy tries saying he could be sweet sometimes, but I think we all know that's a lie. Sounds like things haven't been going so well for him lately. Devlin's all, really? really? With you to come home to. Devlin, get the fuck out of here. I don't know. So listen, I know this is none of my business, but can I ask you a personal question? Stacy nods and Devlin continues saying he seems kind of, I don't know, like he's a bomb waiting to go off. Does he ever get rough? If he did, and I'm not saying he's going to, but if he did, you need somewhere to go cool off. This is a key to my studio. What I have here is an extra bed and a television set and a refrigerator. What do you think? And he hands her the key? And she takes it with a smile. He's very forward.
1: Um, Yeah, like, I'm not going to say that this guy deserved what happened to him. (laughs) But I am going to say that uh, it's not surprising. No, right. I agree. The
0: only thing, the one thing I'll knock this episode for is they don't really give us any indication that they have some sort of backstory together.
1: Because they don't.
0: Well, I mean, like, from our angle, this is a photo shoot this is kind of like a one-time thing between devlin and stacy like he takes a couple of pictures of her she goes into an ad and then he moves on to the next girl which they talk about they talk about that later mm-hmm. in the episode yeah so i wish we would have gotten kind of some like backstory chemistry of devlin and stacy to make this scene a little bit more make sense instead of just like hey that guy's a jerk if you want you can bang me
1: <laughs> like yeah well that's exactly what happens <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a little bit... He's just like,
1: your boyfriend's a zero. Come get with a hero, baby. I'm
0: a nerd with glasses and a camera. I have a studio apartment. It does look (laughs) fabulous, but it is only a studio apartment. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit out there. I wish they... I, I mean, this episode's like 25 minutes long. Like, they didn't have time to show us anything else. But it just seems a little bit predatory in a way. This cuts us over to Devlin, who is passed out in the studio. He's in his little chair. He's got his little TV dinner on his tray. He is sleeping. We hear the door unlock and open up, and Devlin wakes up to take a look over and, and walks Stacy. She says, hi. Not interrupting anything, am I? Devlin
1: stares no, at her No, he's for just second. sleeping in front of the tiniest TV ever made. <laughs> he's exhausted from that not work that he just
0: did, you know? Yeah. He turns off that tiny TV, and we, he <laughs> walks over and he steps on a switch on the floor, which turns on that tropical beach backdrop. And we get this pretty cool shot of Devlin on one side and Stacy on the other. And the lights are so bright that like they're just like silhouettes. And I thought it looked yeah. really cool.
1: I'm a sucker for silhouettes, man.
0: Dude, me too, right? It's just so artsy-fartsy, if you will.
1: <laughs> all you have to do is backlight people. And I'm like, that's pure art. That's cinema, <laughs> baby.
0: There it is. That's what I've been waiting for. Devlin says, I guess it was pretty forward of me to give you that key, huh? Stacy's all yeah. And it was kind of forward of me to use it. Devlin wastes no time saying, well, before being so goddamn forward, and he walks up to her, and they start smooching. The music gets all jazzy for a second, and then Devlin stops and gives Stacy a necklace. What is this? He gives her a necklace. <laughs> He's known her for <laughs> two minutes
1: at this point, all together. Mm-hmm.
0: I love this. So, this is our, what is it, like, MacGuffin? Is that the word that we're gonna use here? Is it the right word? Anyway. It's It's the catalyst. There we go, yeah, it's the catalyst for the story It is a necklace that he was bestowed from an old blind
1: lady <laughs> Yeah, ask no questions, that's all you get <laughs> It came from an old blind lady, okay? An Shut old up.
0: blind lady gave him this necklace And he, he hated it so much he gave it to Stacy He, he says that this old necklace is uh, from the Mayan god of truth And if you make a promise while you're holding it No matter what, you're gonna keep that promise It's corny as an it? <laughs> and he giggles a little We look at the necklace for a moment, and then Devlin moves Stacy's coat aside a little and and notices that there's a big bruise on her chest. Stacy walks away from him, saying, look, it's over with him, okay? I had some hard times, and he was there. I guess that's why I stayed for so long. I guess I owed him. Devlin says, wait a second, girl. Don't you think you're paid up? This asshole's been using you. Stacy says she knows, and Devlin's all, well, if you know, then why don't you tell him?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not? Why don't you tell the person that you'd like to leave them who just beat you? (laughs) That'll work. Go give them some more bad news, Stacy. She says she's
0: afraid and she's not sure what he would do. I think I have an idea. Well, it looks like he's kind of capable of anything, honestly. So, yeah. Devlin tells her to listen. You don't have to be afraid anymore. Whatever happens, I'll be there to protect you. I promise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Motherfucker's sitting there <laughs> looking like White Urkel. Like, I'm gonna protect you. <laughs> Have no fear. I'm here. Brandon. Devlin Cates, photographer. He,
0: he gave her an old blind woman's Mayan goddess necklace. Like, come on.
1: Okay, we gotta talk about this necklace, Cortland. Okay. From the Mayan god of truth, which, by the way, I looked that up and I couldn't find any Mayan god of truth. So, <laughs> that old blind lady's a bullshitter. Second yeah. of all, Its whole power is meant to be that, like, if you make a promise, that necklace is going to make you keep it. Yes. It takes away your free will, turns you into fucking Jim Carrey from Liar Liar. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a good gift.
0: You know, I don't know who would benefit from this necklace. Who? Madeline Kegel from The Tale of Apartment 213. Remember her? She loved her promises.
1: (laughs) What promise did she make?
0: Uh, well, Stacy made the promise that she would be her friend, and then she didn't for like uh oh. three hours, and Madeline Kiko got pissed. Remember that?
1: So she could have given that one to Stacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Stacy! Stacy! Oh I'm seeing parallels oh here.
0: <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! Are you afraid that Art ripped off the thing from the grave? <laughs> it's bullshit, man i'm gonna need to talk to dj McHale about this one (laughs) he's got a lot to answer for he needs to explain himself (laughs) (laughs) hey there everybody Cortland here your good buddy and your favorite photographer thank you so much for joining us today whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we got we're so thankful for you spending some time with us We've updated our Patreon tiers with new artwork and new rewards. If you're interested in helping support the show and gain access to exclusive bonus content like early release episodes, bonus episodes, videos, and bloopers, check us out at patreon.com slash privateisland. Brandon has created new artwork for our tiers and they've all gotten some changes. We still have our 5 tiers at the same prices, but we've mixed things up as our podcast has really evolved. Since we finished not only Are You Afraid of the Dark but Goosebumps as well, and we wanted to celebrate everything up all night. So with that, I'd like to thank our patrons with our new tiers. First up, I'd like to thank the best: Venuswitch, Tristan Redemption, Lyle, Eddie, Ray and Red Magical, The Goths. Steven, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, Brittany, Rachel, Sid, Preston, and Corey, the citizens of Carlsville, Sarah, Ryan, Mr. Normal, Matt, Keith, Faith, Christy, Angela, and Meredith, and ya boys and girls, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. I've been working hard to make new content for social media pretty much every day. New videos and content can be found on our TikTok, at Private Island Presents, on Instagram at Up All Night Podcast, Twitter at UAN Pod, and on YouTube at Up All Night Podcast. I've gotten a lot of new followers on TikTok and surpassed hundred on YouTube, so I'm really happy that you've been enjoying the videos that I've been making. Some of them take quite a bit of time, so I hope you check them out. You can find us live on Wednesday nights at 7:30 p.m. Eastern on Instagram, where we watch full-length episodes of horror anthology shows, as well as to take some requests for episodes to watch. I'm also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash privateislandsea, so I hope that you stop by and say hello when I'm live. I love chatting with people while I'm playing some video games. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show. Aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox, I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening into the show. I hope you enjoy all the updates we've been working on. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode, and I will talk with you next week. Bye, everybody. We see Stacy lift up her new gorgeous necklace, which isn't that gorgeous. No, it's ugly. So I'm sure that won't come up again, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just a throwaway. It's like giving her a sweatshirt, right? (laughs) Devlin walks closer to her and they smooch in front of the... I put mirror, but it's actually like a window. I don't know Mm -hmm. what I was thinking. Outside, we see somebody is watching them with a video camera from a car. It's Mitch. I'm sorry, it's Mitch, Brandon. (laughs) spoilers. He's got a bull terrier with him for
1: some reason. Yeah, why? <laughs> I don't know. a Bull terrier, such a weird detail. They were like, make sure there's a dog in the car. That dog don't explain is it. Not, never comes back. Never comes
0: back in this episode. I wanted to see more bull terrier, but no, we don't. <laughs> we don't get that. He doesn't seem very happy about this whole situation, though, I gotta say. Not the Bull Terrier, Mitch. Mitch doesn't seem happy
1: about yeah, The Bull Terrier doesn't seem particularly enthused, either. The Bull Terrier's just living its best life in a car right now. Yeah, he's, he's maybe neutral on this whole affair.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But not enough of this crap, Brandon. We zip to Devlin's studio, where the phone is ringing. His answering machine starts to go off as Devlin walks into the room, and he runs over, and he sets down his groceries. He's got, like, a baguette in there, which is very... <laughs> yes,
1: that's how you know it's TV <laughs> groceries.
0: Always, always a baguette.
1: An unwrapped baguette just sticking out the top of a Dude. paper bag. Hey, look, and TV, baguette is the number one bread. <laughs> it's also a tub of ice cream. But we'll Everybody just that, coming like. home to a TV dinner and a baguette. Dude. You know, out of all the bread
0: choices, baguette's not my first choice. I'd go with a nice hearty Italian bread, but I'm not in a television show. Maybe baguettes are just really cheap. I don't know. Uh, He sets down his groceries and he says, "Hello, it's Mitch." And he says, "Look, I know everything. All right, don't ask me how. That's not important. What is important is that she's in trouble." Devlin
1: asks, "What kind of trouble?" Mitch says, "Shut up, okay?" (laughs) (laughs) Bro, bro, you're trying to like do something here.
0: Just shut up, okay? I'm I'm trying to do a podcast, bro. Shut up. We had a fight. She went to our cabin. Look, she doesn't want to see my face, but maybe she'll talk to you. Devlin asks where she's at and Shut Mitch up. tells him to <laughs> Shut up, okay, I'm telling you. <laughs> Mitch tells him to get a pen and gives him instructions. And we watch those beginning scenes again of Devlin driving and then getting shot and then yep, getting buried. Yep. Pretty cool way to tell the story is what I put in my notes and I said earlier, so uh yeah, double whammy there. Yeah,
1: so that's how we got here.
0: This time while Mitch is burying him, we get a few cuts of Stacy in front of the backdrop of the island. For some reason, uh, after he's done though, like Mitch is Mitch is finished. Uh, Devlin is fully buried in this gigantic pit, which would also
1: take hours. He lights himself a cigarette.
0: I don't know, Brandon. I mean, you just kind of scoop it into.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that pit is like thirty feet by sixty feet. It's so big.
0: Anyway, he lights a cigarette. He lights a cigarette and grabs his coat because he has done working for the day. That's a hard day's work, okay? Not like that photography nonsense. We time travel because this episode has a lot of time travel in it. We, cut, mm-hmm. we time travel about a week later and uh, Stacy's there and she's in a pretty rich looking apartment. She picks up a phone to call Devlin when in walks Mitch. and He slams the door asking, what's all the hubba? <laughs> and if she's calling the photographer again, what's the deal? You've been trying him for a week. She asks what he's talking about, so he pours himself a drink, saying he isn't blind, and he saw the way they looked at each other in the, during the shoot, you know? Also, that one night you were out with the gals, Stacy turns around saying, You followed me? You're such an asshole. Mitch backpedals saying, No, I totally didn't do that. I don't even know, but I'm not wrong, am I? He's so smooth, you know? Like cheap vodka.
1: Yeah, he's a genius. He
0: sits down saying, Look, I know that things haven't been too good between us for a long time, he, he does really great. Like, I love his acting here. He it sells it really well. I've been stupid and done a lot of bad things. And he
1: plays the victim.
0: He does. He, he does a great job of uh, amping up the sympathy here, even though he's a piece of shit. I get frustrated, and I don't have the words, and I use other things, and that's wrong. I know that. And I, I also know that whatever we had is gone, or it's not going to come back in any way. <laughs> it's my fault. i fucked up. You're the best thing that ever happened to me, and I love you. I know it's probably a little late for that. You need to move on and, and you deserve it. I just gotta ask you one thing. If this guy loves you so much, why hasn't he called you by now? Stacy thinks something's wrong. Something must have happened to him. Mitch is all this guy meets beautiful girls like this every day. You're nothing but an eight by ten to him. Stacy's all but he said things. <laughs> he said some things. <laughs> oh right. Stacy.
1: You don't learn anything, do you?
0: But he gave me this necklace of a, from a blind woman. <laughs> she was blind mitch mitch stands up getting more aggressive saying well welcome to the real world guys would say anything to get in your pants why hasn't he called you for six days you think he's a corpse somewhere or something with two bullets in his shoulders and his belly huh <laughs> buried in a shallow grave near my cabin by shallow i mean incredibly deep or maybe <laughs> yes. he flew off to paris with a girl look i ain't pat boone who i don't know who that is who's pat boone brandon you know?
1: i've heard the name before i don't know
0: but i'm here for you Stacy gets suspicious here, saying, But what if you're wrong? He tells her if he's wrong, then he'll let her go. But if he's right, then she owes it to herself to at least think about giving them another try. That's not how things work. Sorry, Mitch. She can decide what she wants to do when she wants to (laughs) She can just go. He says that he loves Stacy so much and asks her to promise to forget about him. Sirens in the background get really loud here, which is a really great touch, as he swoops in for a smooch. I do. I, I just love that the sirens started blaring because it's like, "Hey, Stacy, you should probably get out of this situation, girl."
1: Yeah, <laughs> red, red flags, flags all red over the place. Sirens. It's it's pretty pretty bad. Wee oo wee oo, Stacy, get out of here! <laughs> yeah, it's it's very on the
0: nose. I love it. We cut to Devlin's studio where Stacy's just letting herself in. She calls for Devlin and she looks around a little and then notices his groceries on the table <laughs> next to his phone. She's like oh his shit, baguette's baguette. still in the
1: bag <laughs> he loves his baguette. something must be wrong she knows she knows he loves that baguette he hasn't eaten it
0: she walks up to them and she opens the lid off of some ice cream and there's this really weird like gloopy sound effect that point glad you mentioned that it
1: goes I
0: don't know why ice cream doesn't <laughs> make that noise but no it's all melted it's a soupy mess it reminded me of Jake the snake when he gloops around you know when he's moving yeah
1: They just needed to let you know that it was melted.
0: She looks down, and she sees that he has a message on his answering machine. And it's the 90s, so that's the most important thing. She turns it on, and she hears Mitch's voice. That gets pushed to the ground by a gloved hand, and Stacy turns around with a gasp. This actually, like, kind of made me jump a little bit. It comes out of nowhere. It's Mitch, and he puts his hand over Stacy's mouth and wrestles with her in the room, eventually dragging her away.
1: Yeah, so... What was his plan here? Like, if she came to this apartment and didn't play that message, she would have just like been like, oh, huh, I guess he's just gone and walked out." And what? Nah, I, th- I think would he would still, grabbed her anyway. still grabbed her.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think the fact that she went to the apartment anyway was like his
1: signal to steal her. <sighs> well, I guess he knows that she had a thing for him. He got the video. Him and the dog worked together. Yeah, the dog was co-conspirator with all this. <laughs> I think he just followed her all day to wait and see if she
0: went to the apartment. And he was like, well, I guess I got to get rough now, even though I've been okay. rough this entire episode. Creep's going to creep, I guess. Exactly. We zip to the cabin and see there's a little fire in the fireplace. And the camera pans over to the bed where Stacy's tied down with duct tape over her mouth. Mitch walks up apologizing that it had to end up like this. And he pulls out a gun from his case. He says if she just would have left well enough alone that everything would have been fine. Goes to show you that you start to care about someone and everything goes to hell. But just because it's over doesn't mean we can't have a little fun first. And he rips off the duct tape from her mouth and she screams for help a couple of times. Outside, we pan over to the grave where Devlin was buried and a hand reaches up from it. Back with Mitch and Stacy, Mitch is saying there's really no point in calling for her sweetheart because he's buried in the woods outside. She starts screaming some more as he's all, yep, he's dead and buried and rotten in the fucking ground right now. Cut over to zombie Devlin, who is not quite in the ground anymore.
1: But he is rotting.
0: He is, right? He's lifting himself out of the grave, and he looks so good,
1: Brandon. Let's make up. He is fucking awesome looking.
0: We get a bit of a close-up on his zombie face, and he roars. And it looks really good. There's, like, like his eye sockets are... His eyes are missing, and there's, like, maggots in them, and... Mm -hmm. His face is peeling, and it just looks so good. This is what There's I like There's worms crawling
1: through his face. Mm-hmm.
0: It looks super good. This is the zombie that I love, Brandon. I mean, it's still kind of almost voodoo-y zombie, but it's much more traditional, and I love it.
1: Yeah, he looks great.
0: Stacy cries some more as Mitch starts undressing a bit, unbuttoning his shirt, and telling her to stop because ain't nobody coming to help her. Outside, zombie Delvin moans and roars a bit more, and that alerts Mitch and Stacy. So Mitch grabs his gun and cocks it, and then grabs a flashlight. We move over to the front porch, where Mitch takes a little look around, and then suddenly Delvin is there. (laughs) We get another close-up of his face, and uh, it looks fantastic. His mouth is all ripped up, and there's maggots and stuff in there. Devlin Mm -hmm. growls and grabs Mitch by the neck with his zombie strength. Mitch shoots him a couple of times, but it doesn't do anything, so zombie Devlin tosses him aside. Mitch runs to the car and then complains that he killed him already, and he shoots Devlin a couple more times. Where he runs away but he is impervious to shots brandon he's an invincible zombie devlin gives chase shambling over mitch trips on the same rock that devlin did in the beginning and he falls to
1: the it's same. A tricky grid. rock you know it just sneaks up on you someone should have done something about that rock yeah if only they would have used mitch should showroom. have taken an extra couple of hours <laughs> just dug around <laughs> that rock
0: it, it'll get you uh I remember every time that I walk through the woods, I trip on a rock or a fucking root, so I don't go outside anymore. Zombie Devlin is right there now, and Mitch tries to get up out of the grave, putting his hand on the outside of it. Zombie Devlin grabs a shovel and slams it down on Mitch's fingers, cutting four of them off. <laughs> Oof. Mitch screams a bunch, and we cut over to Stacy struggling in the bed. She gets one of her ties off on her hand, and then unties the other, and then starts working on the ones that are tying her feet and this is cut with zombie devlin grabbing mitch with one hand and pulling the dirt back with the other it's pretty cool zombie devlin uses mitch's bloody hand to write a message on the rock as he's burying him he's he's quite the multitasker i have to say zombie devlin
1: he's had a lot of time to think about this he grapples
0: mitch starts digging like starts scooping this, the dirt back into the the pit you know trying to bury mitch and grabs his hand to write a message on the rock all at the same time He's great. It's beautiful. Stacy makes her way outside, putting on some more clothes. I guess. like She's like, I got to put clothes on before I go outside. It's cold out. And she runs out. She hears Mitch screaming in the background, and she stops. The message on the rock, because we cut back over to the zombie and then Mitch, it reads, she's mine. I'm pretty sure. They don't really put a lot of focus on it, though. And it no, I actually didn't mad. know what it said. I'm pretty sure it said she's mine, because it makes sense. That's the last thing that uh, Mitch said to Devlin when he, when he died. Stacy fingers that necklace that Devlin gave her and looks up into the sky. With Mitch, he's slowly getting buried alive while being pushed down by zombie Devlin. And that's kind of the end of the episode. Like, we just watched Mitch scream and getting pushed into the, the ground. Yep. And it just a pretty abruptly ends. It was odd. An odd yeah. choice. Not
1: a whole lot of resolution. But, I mean, the bad guy's dead. Well, yeah. And you know, the, escape, I guess. In the, the end, good Tom, person, went... I guess, got
0: away. <laughs> Yeah, I love the part where Stacy runs out and she's just like, "Huh, it's necklace." Zombie screams and stuff in the background. I guess it is magic. Mine, uh, <laughs> mine. Truth, God, and blind women win. Though
1: know. from her perspective, she doesn't know about the zombie at all. She just knows that Mitch heard a sound, went outside, fired his gun a bit, and then screamed. Yeah,
0: she's not much of an investigator. I'll give her that. I, wait, I'll take that away from her. Whatever. Over with the Crypt Keeper, he says, "Ah, wasn't that romantic? Blech. I would have called tonight's fear fable a boy meets ghoul story. Except the boy was the ghoul this time, right, kitties? Which leaves poor little Stacy fresh out of boyfriends. Oh well, I'm sure she'll dig one up somewhere. He laughs a whole bunch. And that's the end of the episode.
1: That's also very sudden.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, It's very funny to me that this episode worked so hard on creating like this artistic storytelling device here. And then at the end they're like, etc.,
1: you get the rest. <laughs> Done. <laughs> He's dead. Whatever. Roll credits. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was a good episode though. The zombie was great and um it was fun. Like there's some things that are wrong with it, but I'll blame the nineteen nineties for that. And uh <laughs> Just blame the entire decade. Yep, I'll blame that on the nineties. It was a good episode though. I really enjoyed myself with it. I love watching my favorite part about zombies is the makeup, and they did a great job with this one. And uh, Definitely. I'll take more zombies, please, Tales from the Crypt. Like, if, if every episode, well, if every other episode has zombies in it, I wouldn't complain. I don't know. It won't get old. No.
1: I would like it, but I'm going to say I liked this episode, but it, it was a bit too similar to Tell Death. A bit. And for being so close together, it's kind of odd that they had these two stories where it's like... You know, this person died, but their love brought them back to be zombies. Like, different circumstances. One woman was uh, forced to love someone uh, out of her control, but yeah, still. And Devlin came back because he made the promise to always protect her, right? Even though yeah. he wasn't, like, wearing the necklace at the time. Right, yeah. That doesn't make sense. No,
0: it's very, like, the... The plot device here is super, like afterthoughty. Like, why would he come back as a zombie? Oh, uh, there's a necklace, and it was given <laughs> to them by a blind
1: woman. Yeah, something about a blind woman. <laughs>
0: like it's very uh, throw throw it at the dartboard and see what sticks kind of thing. But I forgive it because they gave me a
1: really great zombie. <laughs> it's all that matters.
0: We should talk about some morals here, Brandon. What do you think the moral right. story is?
1: Uh, don't fucking murder people. Yeah, I
0: guess so, Brandon. If you are going to murder somebody, make sure they don't come back as a zombie by, you know, knowing that there's some some sort of amazing Mayan necklace here given by a blind woman. it will get you every time.
1: If you're going to stalk people, bring a dog with you just for companionship, you know, because
0: it can get lonely out there on the road. Don't mention or have the dog in any other scenes of your life, though. Only when you're stalking. Yes. Oh, man. Moral of the story. uh, Blind women give the best presents. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
1: that's really that's a,
0: that's a great moral. If a if a random blind woman gives you a necklace, you, you should think twice about taking it. I don't know. Do you want to be a zombie? I guess I would take it. <laughs>
1: it's better than not being a zombie and just being you know, dead. She,
0: she probably was like, "Hey, by the way, don't make too many promises you can't keep, or you're going to come back as a zombie." And he was like, "Ah, cha, Shut up! I'll take this necklace." Right, if you, you give
1: this to Stacy, don't make any promises you don't want to keep, and don't feed her after midnight. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, The real moral of the story is that zombies always win.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Perfect. Better names, Brandon. What do you think we could title this one here? Because the thing from the grave.
1: How about That's the Devlin right. from the grave? Ooh, the Devlin, yeah. Not, so not so not uh, so unspecific that way. It could be something easy like The Promise. That would
0: have been like, keep you guessing what it could be without being like, hey, there's a zombie in this episode, you guys.
1: <laughs> But the old blind lady's curse. There you go. That's the one.
0: Uh, Digging with Devlin.
1: (laughs) I like that. And the Crypt
0: Keeper would like that, too. He would. He'd be the one to come up with it. But he didn't. I did. 30 years later. All right, Brandon, you want to meet the cast? We got a couple of people. There's about three characters. Yeah,
1: there's three. (laughs) Let's go.
0: Well, the first character is going to be the bad guy. Because he's number one on IMDb here. And I guess he probably gets the most screen time. It's Miguel Ferrer. Ferrer? Ferrer. who sadly passed away in 2017 i didn't know he passed away
1: yeah really unfortunate because he was an incredible actor oh he, did, he passed away
0: from throat cancer that's awful this guy's been in oof, everything a lot of stuff well not yeah i uh more, but.
1: i just started watch or uh, rewatching twin peaks and yeah. god damn he's like my favorite character in that show and that is one of the best shows ever made
0: you want to know what else he was in though what he was in beverly hills chihuahua <laughs>
1: that other side of the coin yeah one of the best movies ever made
0: exactly yeah this guy could do it all i don't think i see beverly hills chihuahua one though he was in two and three i didn't okay, know there so was a two he and
1: jumped three. in the franchise late but he probably uh he killed it and made it there. way better he was also
0: in iron man three he was in adventure time for five episodes there was a 2017 twin peaks
1: uh yeah they made a a third season kind of and yeah, that was one of the last things he did, because it came out the year he died.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, the last thing he did, though, was actually Stretch Armstrong and the Flex
1: Fighters. But Look, I'm going to say <laughs> that the last thing he did is Twin Peaks, The Return, because okay. that is a masterpiece. And Stretch oh, Armstrong it? and the Flex Fighters is uh, <laughs> maybe not. It probably isn't.
0: My biggest thing. So I know this man because he was in Blank Check, where he played the bad guy. and. Yes. That's what I will know him from for all time.
1: That's why his name is Bad Guy and anything he's in. He's
0: always been Bad Guy, even though he had roles before that because he started his career in 1981 with Magnum P.I. <laughs> but, yeah, I I love him. Really great actor. Really great voice. He's a great guy. Except for he always yeah. plays Bad Guys, so he's not. But, you know, whatever. Next up, we got Terry Hatcher, who played Stacy. Never heard of her. Well... She's been in sixty things, Brandon. So let's take a look. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Well, one hundred and eighty huh. episodes of *Desperate Housewives*. So that takes. I mean,
1: a sure. Yeah. She played
0: uh, Susan Mayer slash Susan Delfino. Spoilers: She gets married. Damn it, Susan! *Desperate Housewives*. <laughs> she started her career back in nineteen eighty five with *The Love Boat*. She's been in some big things. Those two of them. Those those two things. Um, let's see, yeah. When was that, uh,
1: I mean? the adventures of Superman, Lois and Clark?
0: Um let me see here. Is that before or after this? Uh that was nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety seven. She played Lois Lane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. She like she may not have a whole slew of IMDB credits, but she really was like the lead in some good things here. I hear Desperate Housewives is amazing. It's definitely on my to watch list at some point in my life.
1: Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. It's okay.
0: Have you? Was it good? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. This is now a Desperate Housewives podcast.
1: Shit, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah i like her uh i don't i haven't watched a lot of stuff that she's in but i think she's great next up we have devlin played by kylan sucker so cool i don't know anyway (laughs) he was in some stuff i actually don't know who
1: this guy is well he has
0: 74 imdb credits and let me scroll down to the bottom He started his career in 1986 in something called santa barbara which i thought was who made like scooby-doo that's hannah Barber. oh my bad okay he was in eight episodes of uh eight episodes of saint elsewhere let's see here what else do i know uh party of five he was in eight episodes of that never seen it but i know of it
1: Erie, indiana oh yeah one episode
0: which must have been i don't see him in the early 90s must have been in the later season
1: 92
0: oh there it is yeah todd ski that's a show uh it's not quite like it is a horror anthology but it's not and i would love to see it someday because I remember were really good things from that that show. Uh, he was in Hawaii Five O. He was in Scandal, Resurrection. I remember that show. They tried to make it big, and then it didn't last very long. Four episodes of Nine One One, Lone Star.
1: Huh. Oh, he played Jake Kane in Veronica Mars.
0: Ooh, he was in The Flash for three episodes. He was in Grey's Anatomy for three episodes. Yeah, he's got some. He's been in some hits. It's because he's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: got that sexy nerd thing going on. Yeah. That's
0: that's kind of our cast. I mean, we do have Bo Honk, uh, but I don't really feel like talking about him because he's the man with the can, I believe. Well, that's kind of it. Yeah. It's a bit of the episode here, Brandon. Um shoot, do you wanna see what we're what we're doing next week?
1: Yeah. Is it a zombie or a gold digger? Flip of the coin.
0: Let's see. It's called the sacrifice, so I'm gonna go with gold digger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, let's see here, so, the sacrifice, Brandon, could be, uh, could be really interesting, could be really boring, we don't know Shall I read the description here?
1: Yes, please
0: An insurance salesman murders an obnoxious tycoon to get his seductive wife and his fortune, but later oh. is blackmailed by a rival
1: So it's a gold digger, for it's sure
0: It's the male version of a gold digger, but they're not gonna say it They're not gonna say gold digger unless it's a woman that guess. Ooh, Brandon, so this episode has Kim Delaney in it I do like Kim Delaney all right, I'm excited Brandon, but that's next week that's next week for the sacrifice I think I'm all done with uh I came from the grave or what is the thing from the grave <laughs> the, the thing. thing the thing the stuff from the grave i uh I don't know i th- I think uh, I think that's it Brandon. I've been up all night. I will talk with you next week about the sacrifice with Kim Delaney in it
1: all right. I will be here for Kim delaney's the sacrifice <laughs> all right
0: I'll talk to you next week, Brandon bye bye everybody. bye. bye.
1: Shut up, okay?